0: Yappy, yppity, yuppity, yppity, yep, 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 Wow! Good morning, folks. It is Tuesday. I gotta get rid of this. Tuesday, uh, June 14th, flag day, 2022. Great to have you here. <clears throat> um Oh, that's a little weird. I'm hearing a mono now. Anyway, uh good morning, folks. Um another day, another Penny in the, <laughs> in the Dank. Um, same stuff. Uh, musician Shane Alessandro Scarazzini will be with me today. Guy I've been following for a couple of years on social media. Uh, looks like, I want to ask him about this, that um, he might be friends with, with my pal Jeremy. I don't know, because, you know, on social media, I know we are new, uh, mutual friends on Facebook. I don't know that if that means he really knows him. But he's from the Hudson Valley and now lives in Nashville and is a touring uh, journeyman musician and uh, living the life, living the dream. Good for him. Very, very happy to see that. I love seeing young people do what they want to do with their lives, carve out uh, something special for themselves and really fulfill uh what they want to do their their own dream uh and not letting the world dictate what they can do and what they can't do so that's always great to see and it will be very uh good to get to meet him actually haven't talked to him yeah hey jeremy in the chat room good to see you i was wondering if you knew him because i saw in the um mutual friends he had you listen because i thought i up until yesterday I thought he was originally from Nashville, and I was like, what is, he, what is a guy with a name like Scarazzini doing in, in Nashville to begin with? Uh, but yeah, so it'll be good to get to know him. He will be here at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, and that will be a, a very interesting conversation. Uh, good morning, Kevin. Uh, good to see you there. Um, I wanted to start off today on, on politics. I know it fucking gets to people, but. Uh, You know, with all the January 6th going on, uh, January 6th hearing shit going on, and I mean, it's clear that everybody in Trump's circle knew he was totally fucking batshit crazy, batshit crazy. Not just stupid, but batshit crazy, and were too cowardly to do anything about it, meaning the 25th Amendment, even though his lackeys at Fox News we're definitely uh, talking about that. Sean Hannity, uh, its press secretary was talking about that. Kaylee Kayleigh McInerney. Um, well, I'm not necessarily wanting to talk about that. But this, for the Trump people, I have a bone for the Trump people, a, a bone to throw them, in a, in a manner of speaking. If you remember back in 2016, Trump's biggest promise in his campaign was lock her up. He's going to lock Hillary Clinton up, right? And you talk about uh, promises fulfilled. Well, that never happened. And now we're at the point where the numbskulls on the right are claiming that the Russia stuff was all made up. It wasn't. The Russia stuff was real. Hillary used that or attempted to use that to her advantage in politics as any politician would do. Now I am no fan of Hillary Clinton. I think she and her husband are lifelong criminals. I will tell you that. And if she got locked up, I would not shed a tear. I would not, I would probably giggle. Uh, but she did not manufacture the Russia stuff. The Russia stuff is absolutely real. And if you had half a fucking brain or, uh, put an hour's worth of actual research into it, you would find out just how real it was. I mean, Hillary didn't write the emails that JFK Jr. did. If if it's what you say it is, I love it. Hillary didn't invite a Russian spy to Trump Tower and uh, sit in a meeting with eight of Trump's most loyal campaign people. All of that stuff. There's so much of it. I don't want to get into the proof that the Russia stuff was Real, but I could, I definitely could. I could lay it all out for you. Even the P tape can be proven, not the tape itself, but the the incident that the the P incident can be proven. And I, I will be glad to go into detail on that on a uh, an individual video that I will produce for that. That's besides the point. The claim now is that Russia Gate. Russia Gate was all manufactured by Hillary. Well, if that's true, remember to lock her up, lock her up. Trump has never been shy about suing people. So if it's true, sue Hillary. And and if you Trump cult members, if you if you've got any dignity, any you know self worth at all. You will pressure him to fulfill his promise and lock her up. Well, not lock her up, but at least sue her now and get this shit in court. Because And he won't. He won't because he can't go into, uh, uh, get this stuff under oath and in court that the Russia stuff was absolutely real and true. He's afraid to do that. So I dare you fucking Trump loving cult members to pressure him. Say, sue her. Remember, you promised you'd lock her up. At least sue her. Listen, he'll fucking sue you at the drop of a hat. He'd sue me just for saying this. He is not shy about suing people. He claims his, Hillary made up the Russia stuff. Where do I go to get my reputation back? How about the fucking loony bin, you fat turd? Sue <laughs> her. That, now, that's the chant you should be doing. You can't chant and lock her up. Well, you could, but it, obviously he didn't, never never wanted to do that. And never took any effort into doing that. But change that, change that chant now. And get on his social media, on Truth Social, whatever the fuck that is. Lack of Truth Social. And chant, sue her. Sue her. Sue her. Sue her. Get her into court. Let's get them all into court. Let's get it under oath. Let's get the documentation out there. You know why? They won't. Because Gate was real. It started long before he ever decided to run, and Hillary didn't manufacture any of it. It's all very, very real. I'm putting that out there for you. You, you love Donald Trump? You hate Hillary? Pressure him to sue her. Pressure him. Continue it. And watch it, watch how he deflects and changes the subject. The other part of it is if you gave money to him for stop the steal, and you're not upset that he pocketed that money and gave it to fucking slutty Guilfoyle, gave her sixty thousand dollars for a two minute speech at the rally, all that money went directly into his pocket. Yeah. Kevin's got it right. Let's have public discovery. Let's get it all on the fucking record, man. Anyway, uh, so that's going on. Now, as I started to allude to yesterday, and I will get off politics after this point, Trump is definitely guilty of not just Inciting people, and people want to say, "Well, incitement is—you know—incitement has varying degrees of uh, legal culp- culpability in different districts, and incitement can—it's not a very heavy charge to begin with. Saying you should, and then people do that, is not necessarily <clears throat> what we're what we're after here. But Trump's culpability goes way. Way, way farther than that. He planned this stuff. His him and his lawyers had this stuff uh planned out months in advance, before the election. They were starting. Remember, and he 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 kind of drilled this into their head. If we lose, it was rigged. Remember that. If we lose, and this was months before. Um Well, actually, uh, Kevin saying unless you are Charles Manson, well, they there are there are mitigating. Trump uh, Manson actually drove them to the LaBianca house, so that yeah, and you know, so that's a whole different case. And I do think there was some really crazy precedents in uh, that. And Bill, uh, Vincent Bulio, was a corrupt motherfucker prosecutor to begin with. Not that I am excusing Charles Manson at all, but. Uh, that's a whole other discussion for another day. But, yeah, that, you know, Manson is probably the first guy ever to be convicted of murder that he told somebody to to commit without a, a payment involved or any, you know, uh, quid pro quo. Uh, quid pro quo. Anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, it, Trump's involvement goes way beyond just incitement. He planned the thing. They had a written blueprint of how they were going to do this he pressured uh election officials in many states he pressured senators lindsey graham he pressured lindsey graham to go to georgia to try to get rid of votes get rid of biden votes and and find trump votes he pressured people in michigan he pressured people all over the place um the call to secretary of state in georgia was blackmail, so it goes way beyond just incitement with him. Uh, and so, uh, you know, people were just trying to get it off. Well, all oh, it was it was talk. No, it was much more than that. It was a a well planned conspiracy on on the Trump side. So, but that all said, he's guilty of that. Can he get a fair trial in the United States of America? Probably not. So they drag him out in handcuffs at some point. You know he's going to fight. He's going to fight to the death. He's like Nero. He'll go down uh, watching the country go up in flames. And as long as as he doesn't ever have to admit doing anything wrong, he'll be fine with that. But um, can he get a fair trial in America? Can we find 12 impartial jurors to judge him, a jury of his peers, to look at him and say, I can make a fair decision based on the evidence? Fuck no, we can't. And that's that's an absolute fact. And I hate to say that because this is what is going to keep him out of jail, I'm going to keep him from facing the firing squad for treason, uh, not that he would. They, uh, anyway, I think, chances of that are less than less than zero. Um, but he's going to fight that, and that will be the argument ongoing. And of of course, he's right if he if he makes that argument. He cannot receive a fair trial in America. There are no twelve people you're going to find who can objectively make up their minds. If you're in his cult he could shoot the judge in front of you and you would vote not guilty. And if you're not in this cult, obviously the case has already been made for you that he's guilty and you can't ignore that. So he can't get a free trial. It's a sticky widget that we... At the end of the day, what it boils down to is Donald Trump broke America. He broke the experiment in self-governing and uh representative democracy he broke it and it can't be fixed now now there's a lot of people in the republican party secretly hoping secretly because they're fucking cowards that he is banned from ever running again because they do feel like they can win without him now considering everything that's going on in the country. And I don't mean everything that's going on in the country. I mean two things that are going on in the country, or three things. Uh, Gas prices and inflation, which are almost one thing. Gas prices going up is definitely driving inflation. It's part of it. But also it's part of uh, the, the Fed's raising interest rates. And because of the tax cuts, to the rich, so we have we have gas prices, inflation kind of incestuous cousins of 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 doom, and then you have uh volatility within different financial markets, stock markets and crypto, and all that stuff, which are making people really uneasy and unfortunately. All the other stuff is outweighed by uh, that in a lot of people's day to day lives. You know, you're going to the grocery store and spending twice or three times what you used to. You're, you're paying, I don't know, whatever you're paying for gas. For me, it's about $5 a gallon here, which is absurd because it's all oil price, uh, oil company price gouging. Uh, so we have all that. So that's what people care about most. So, kid a Republican other than Trump wins? Sure, he could. Uh, sure, you know, or her. Uh, so a, a lot of Republicans, a lot of people in the Re- Republican Party are secretly hoping that um, Donald Trump is somehow banned from running again. He stayed so much with the, uh, uh, you know, uh, treason or or supporting treason that he's banned from ever running again so that they could put in another candidate who could beat Biden because Biden seems to be oblivious to what people really care about. And you could say it's right or it's wrong or what people really care about. Um, but the fact is that's what they care about and you can't ignore it if you if you want to win again. I think the Democratic Party, if they were smart, would primary Biden listening? I don't think anybody that fucking old should be president of the United States. I just come on. We can't we can't come up with somebody between thirty five and sixty. Holy crap! We're you know Grant, the grandpa syndrome. Anyway, I'm gonna get off the politics for for now. I just wanted to open up with that, especially if we got Trump people listening, and I know we do. What I want to—the point I really want to drill home here—is pressure Donald Trump to sue Hillary Clinton about the Russia thing. Pressure her, pressure him to sue her. Remember, lock her up. You—you were all over that stuff. You were fucking peeing yourself. Lock her up. Lock her up. Well, sue her. Sue her. Sue her. Sue her. We definitely want this shit in court. We want—we want to hear about it in court. Come on, push it. Uh yeah uh nobody should want kevin said nobody should want that job anyhow i i agree the the best person for that job is somebody who doesn't want it (laughs) we have to it's a necessary position unfortunately uh anyway so that's it with the politics uh at 10 a.m shane uh alexandro scarazzini a journeyman musician now living in Nashville. He's from the Hudson Valley in New York. I'm, I think he moved there as a teenager in high school. Uh, used to tour with Les Paul's oldest uh, son, Rusty. Uh, he's now a journeyman. He's, I don't believe he's quite 30 yet. And living a dream, uh, writing music, songwriter, uh, touring musician, really, really good guitar player, uh, good showman. Singer songwriter. So uh, you get to meet him at 10 a.m. Uh, somebody I've been following for a couple of years now. and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, last night, and I told people not to watch the program last night, and I'm glad people <laughs> listened to me for the most part, except Hack uh, challenged me. Because on Mind Dog TV last night, I was doing a favor for a publisher. I won't name her who's gotten me some good guests before, but she represents uh, a lady who put out a book about hair (laughs) and how to care for your hair, and mostly perms and uh, coloring and all that stuff. And as you could tell, I don't have a whole lot of interest in coloring my hair. Maybe a mustache. (laughs) but I don't need to care for it. I don't need to read a book about how to care for my mustache. But, uh, so hack, uh, sent me a private message. He said, if you don't, if you don't wear a wig tonight, I'll lose all respect for you, which I thought was nice (laughs) because I never knew he had any respect for me. (laughs) So, uh, I I took that as a dare and I had to start the program with a, with a wig on. Now, uh, that me starting the show with the with the wig on <laughs> happened to be the highlight of the show. Uh, really, it was the highlight of the show because, and I took it off thirty seconds in into the program because it was friggin' hot as hell. Uh, I don't know how people wear wigs and stuff. And she got the humor, but the interview. You know, my program is usually a half hour, uh, an hour long. This was a half hour long. And it was a struggle to get to a half hour because uh she didn't have anything to say. She wrote a book and answered questions with like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. So I'm there struggling, trying to figure out what can I say? What can what can I what what can I talk about here that will get this woman talking? And it was the longest half hour of my life uh so i am glad people did not tune into that one um so uh hey good morning paul paul good to see you here i want to you know i I, this is not the place to have this conversation but i noticed if i'm correct and i don't know if i'm correct that could be hallucinating uh, you were in Ohio playing bass with with a band called Head Games, which I'm guessing is a foreigner tribute band. Uh, you can just give me a yes and no in the chat room to let me know about that. Interested in, in in knowing more about that? Maybe we could have a conversation about that. First of all, uh, I could have sworn uh, uh, it wasn't that long ago that I saw you actually acquired a bass. I didn't know you were a bass player to begin with, and I think I gave you some shit about playing with a pick. <laughs> So um, there's that. So I was just curious to see. Uh, anyway, uh, I hope your gig went well out there. It looked like a fun gig. Speaking of gigs, yes, you're playing bass with a foreign tribute band. Uh, well, Good for you. And but Ohio's a long way to go for a gig. I thought I, I, I commuted far for a gig. Uh, but speaking of gigs, I was thinking about this last night. You know, I... I look at it from my own personal perspective. But this is the summer of weekend rainouts. Now, rain is always going to be part of what we deal with here in the New York metro area for outdoor gigs. A lot of stuff gets rained out. But you're hoping, if you're a venue owner, or even if you're a a performer, you're hoping as a Tuesday or Wednesday night gig. Not Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those gigs are you know those are the gigs and for you know as luck would have it or bad luck would have it this year so far is off to from even before memorial day uh weekends full of rain uh and for me it's been it's been a disaster personally for me for gigs for me i i can't tell you how many i've lost already uh, this year, actually, Sunday I lost the gig, and it uh, was rained out, and it didn't rain a drop, because p- venue owners are uh, shy about it now, because they're losing their shirt. So I'm thinking about it from my perspective, but last night I was thinking about it from the venue owners' perspective, and it's been brutal. If you own a business, a a entertainment venue. And you've been hit by COVID for two and a half years and really impacted your business. You put all this investment into the place. And then you had to deal with the shit with COVID. And you took a major hit. And then the first summer, it looks like it's really going to open, fully open up back again, like almost, dare I say, normal. And you get this. It's like, man, what's next? Locus? <laughs> um so, venue owners with the weekends getting rained out, are feeling it, man, and um, we've had some venues close, not outdoor venues yet um but it it's been really hard on those venue owners, and i g you know I look at it from a selfish point of uh, point of view, but it's good to sometimes step out of yourself. And look at what other people are going through. And God, it's, it's just a mess. So with that said, Friday night, and I'm I'm looking hopeful. Friday of this week, uh, we are, I have an outdoor gig again. But it was looking like the weather, it, it was 80% chance of rain and 70% chance of rain. Right now, we're down to 40% chance of rain. Like, maybe uh, keep up the, <laughs> the positive thoughts. Rain, rain, go away. And maybe uh maybe for everybody's sake, uh we'll have a full weekend in and venues in and stuff in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, uh area. We'll make some decent money. Yeah, I'm not against making money. Imagine that. Good coffee this morning. Wow. Uh, what's Kevin saying about this is Kevin, by the way. Kevin is um He's living the life of Riley. (laughs) Kevin, uh, uh, is a, uh, former, uh, Air Force guy who teaches classes. He teaches, uh, uh, teaches, I guess, flight training stuff. I don't, I'm not exactly sure about that, but he's off now and, uh, has a summer and an RV and, uh land to see and places to go and things to do and and take some great pictures he's also a drone pilot uh but um so he's got time off time is time is the most precious commodity and he's got it so in my eyes he's a very rich man he's richer than he's richer than uh elon musk at this moment because he's got time Time to do what he loves to do. I'm going to read this. I'm looking for at property in Michigan's upper peninsula southwest. And, okay, going to be uh, unlivable in 20 years. Yeah, you know, I was watching. I've been very concerned about what's going on in the southwest lately. And looking at videos of how much they could depend, all depend on the Colorado River. And the history of how people migrated to the southwest. when. They started finding the ways, you know, the Hoover Dam, and 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 um, finding ways to utilize the waters from the Colorado that were never meant to take care of so many states. I mean, obviously, unless you believe in, in um, you know, the invisible man in the sky making these decisions for uh, about about the stuff. Of course, the river was never intended. A river was just a river. Never had any intent behind it. But it it has been used to, you know, irrigate several states out there. And that's what facilitated 60 million people moving west at some point because all of that area uh, was populated to a large extent. After the 1920s, people started moving out there. Now, if it runs dry, we're going to see a mass migration quickly back the other way to where the water is. Now, these places are not prepared to deal with that. I think I would probably look at moving back the other way. If and it, you know it's a, i don't want to sound like a evil opportunist here <laughs> i guess i am uh in some degree but if there were a mass migration out of the southwest i would go there i would go there i'd find a way to make the water work for myself <laughs> find a way find a way whether i had to import it or whatever but people moving out of some place makes it more attractive to me so when you talk about uh, looking at a place in michigan and and uh and and that area because people have been moving out of there and drove because of the economic devastation and all that kind of stuff for years that makes it attractive to me now michigan's a little bit too cold for me but uh the idea of people people leaving i like it that's why i'm in Shoreham. that's why i'm uh, I'm where i am because there's no people here <laughs> it's the it's the most uh or least populated uh place in long island we don't even i don't even have a a town where i am i don't have a town i don't i don't have a post office i don't have a fire department we don't even have our own schools we share schools with the uh the rich town next door Wading river um we should we we bus our kids to schools over in Wading river we don't we got nothing we don't have a time we have tesla's old lab um oh cat's here i didn't see cat come on hey hey hello cat uh good time charlie's got the blues was a good choice i've been uh loving that song for a very long time and i whenever i play solo acoustic shows i do that song i love that song um and so good to see Kat's rendition of that uh, yesterday on YouTube. Check that out if you have time. Um, and uh, I thought it was really good, really good. Re- uh, of course, I love your voice. I love, uh, I love the treatment you give to to the songs. Uh, and I wouldn't say that if I if what wasn't heartfelt. So appreciate it, and I'm, I continue sharing your work. And don't be shy about it. Just don't be shy about sharing it, man. You're really, really good. Um, you notice I haven't been talking about the brand of coffee I'm drinking. I'm just saying I'm drinking really good coffee this morning. And that will be the case until the check comes. (laughs) (laughs) Or actually thinking about switching brands. Can you believe that? Yes, I am thinking about switching brands. And I, I, uh, I know I've been promising you that the coffee I've been drinking for the last year is the best coffee in America, but at some point, coming back to my material, my own materialism, and uh, at some point, you have to say, "Well, maybe the second best coffee in America is oh, is good enough until I get my money." <laughs> Yes, I'm conducting business through extortion of uh, uh, just kind of, not necessarily bad-mouthing, just putting it out there that um, until I get my money, I'm very content with the second best coffee in the world. I'm not mentioning any brand names here, but it's damn good coffee that I'm drinking this morning, but it's not the best coffee in America, of course. I will write to the the company who is this cup co- making this coffee this morning, and I will tell them, "Listen, there's an opportunity here for you, for me to like your coffee even more." <laughs> so, yeah, why not try number two? <laughs> well, <laughs> why why not have why not have a big cup of number two? <laughs> no. Let's just, uh, anyway, I'm waiting for my check. Would you like to get happy? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. What a drag. She doesn't even look happy. She's sitting back there with a mope on her face. Like, I got to do this dumb happy news scrap. Anyway, look, she, now she went to sleep. I, don't even, I, got, I got my finger on the button to play the music, and she's going to sleep. Here you go. Uh-oh. Okay. Good morning. Well, first of all, get on the other side. Why are you sleeping over there?
3: <laughs> good morning.
0: It's a. Uh, is it a good morning? It seems a little. You know me. I don't like it when it's like that out there.
3: Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. It's very. Uh, it's very dreary.
0: You gotta get your, some of these shirts.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: If you get some of these shirts, uh, maybe the sun will come out. That's the whole point of wearing a shirt like this: is trying to get the The uh, sun to come out. The sun will come out. Don't make me do that. Mañana. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Oh yeah. uh, Craig it says it's time for Joe's blend. Uh, Unfortunately, Joe doesn't get up. I'm listen. If I I wouldn't get up if I were on the West Coast for this show. Joe gets up just as I'm going off the air every day. I talk to Joe every once in a while, and he uh, is sending me coffee, and I love his coffee. And I would love to, you know, get him out here and help promote his coffee. But he gets up at 11 a.m. Uh, my time every day, and that's just when I'm going off the air. So, anyway, what are you drinking? You're you're not you're drinking the world's second best tea? I'm not mentioning any brand names until I get my check. This my, my point.
3: Yeah, I'm just drinking, you know, unknown substance in my cup.
0: I've heard you like to drink number two. Um,
3: mm-hmm,
0: yep. I do. All right. Uh, today, I have a special treat for you.
3: Oh, boy. What is it?
0: <laughs> nah, my guest today is a special treat for you because he's a, he's a, he's a paisan of yours. He oh. is, he's a musician, a musician. So you like music. You like music. I heard mm. you like music. He's a singer-songwriter, song, singer, gentleman. He's your age. Not that um, that means anything. I know you got a guy over there. He's probably uh, like 80 or whatever guy over there. Um, 85. Right, 85. I'm sorry. Uh, but he is a musician. He's your age. He's a journeyman. He's a singer-songwriter. Good good guy. I've been following him for a couple of years. And he's got a name that uh, I think you, you're... Your mom, I had a dream your mother was attacking me online, by the way. I'll talk to you about that. But his name is Shane Alessandro Scarazzini. Oh, nice name. Oh, oh he's got, He makes his own sauces. Shane, Shane Scarazzini, he's got to make his own sauce. But
3: why Shane? Shane is not Italian. What is he's that? In,
0: he's in Nashville. So <laughs>
3: that's, yeah. why
0: Mike, that's why Mikey became Shane, because he thinks that's... Uh, Shane was a cowboy movie. <laughs> I, no, I guess Shane has got, got to be his real first name, I guess. That's, I don't know what. That's
3: a little upsetting with such a last name as such. I know. But, you you know. never hear
0: of any Guido's name, Shane. It should be Guido, yeah. Alessandro, Scar- Scarazzini.
3: Yeah, or Shanizio.
0: Shanizio. That's Shane. probably what it is. He's probably shortened it for, uh, country, ask. for Nashville purposes. Ah. Uh. So yeah, I had this dream that your mother was uh attacking me uh mm-hmm. saying that i uh, I was doing the work of the devil. How does it feel o- online on Twitter? I don't know it was crazy man I-, I woke up really feeling like it was real. I had to check my Twitter account to see if that was freaking real, but she was just attacking me, saying I was doing the work of the devil with my show and all this stuff and i, I uh I was giving this stuff back, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this and then before I knew it, I was in, in this you know flaming war with your mother it's like this is friggin weird why am i It was
3: real I, I read the whole conversation
0: Oh yeah <laughs> Do you yeah. think I'm doing the work of the devil and why would she why would she why would she come to that conclusion to think I was doing the work of the devil I know she's a uh, christian right and doing uh, like I don't know missionary work in in the, uh where is she? in Nairobi Kenya or something or <laughs> Uganda Uganda yeah. And what's there <laughs> i mean besides you know i don't want to i don't want to say i'll get myself in trouble i was just thinking the, the days of Edia mean uganda uh but what do you know anything about uganda
3: um not really no i know she went there um for like a two-week mission trip um thank you Matt brought me. Matt brought me my second best cup of tea.
0: All right, with, you Matt. Know,
3: steaming hot with my little spoon.
0: Hey, it's uh, good that he could actually get up and make tea at his age. So uh, congratulations for him.
3: <laughs> uh, no, she. Um, uh, oh, oh, the second she went there for a two-week mission trip and fell in love with the children and the village there, and then she, she moved there in the middle of the night without mm. a word, yeah, <laughs> to anyone uh right before i was about to give birth i was eight months pregnant so that
0: was I, so i guess the rents, <laughs> rents are pretty low over there huh? yeah i guess so <laughs> yeah. yeah they would probably be oh by the way uh mm. the kid Th- uh thomas he's gone the uh the kid that moved in here for six weeks uh oh god oh oh didn't make it through the day yesterday at Walmart. Made it to lunchtime and didn't, uh, took his lunch break and didn't come back.
3: Did he come back to your house?
0: Not yet. Uh, uh, I'm thinking what, what, he's got a small bag of uh, of, of personal items. I'm probably going to take him over to the soup kitchen and say if he comes back here this is his, you know. Hey, I, I laid down rules for him. I mean, I, I'm not going to, my wife is going to be upset about it and she already is upset about it, but you know what? You lay down rules. You lay down rules. Uh, I tough love, man. I'm a tough love guy. You're gonna pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I will give you a hand up, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wipe your ass for you and, and change your diapers for your whole life. You That'd be
3: nice. I wish someone will. could wipe my ass. Really? That should be should be profession, cause it's a job.
0: I, I thought mean, you got a bidet.
3: I have a bidet, and it's really nice. And it, but like when you're in someone else's house. Or if you really have to go into a public place, you don't have that. You—they should have an ass wiper. They should, just you know, bend over and let, let them do their thing. You know.
0: Wow, Morgan had to reschedule those shows in Chicago. Uh, uh, yeah, please do. You don't have to beg, uh, but I am definitely—I I thought about this last night, like because I had a really uh, terrible show last night. Why? I told you it was about a lady. Uh, I think I think I mentioned this: a lady who wrote a book about hair care. Now I I'm pretty well versed in hair, even though I like to play dumb about it when I have people like her on. But so Hack, who was in the show uh, in the chat room towards the end last night, he dared me to wear a wig. He actually he not dare me. He said he sent me a, a DM that said, "If you don't wear a wig uh, on tonight's show, I'll be I'll lose all respect for you." Which, <gasps> I thought that was great, because I, I never knew he had an ounce of respect for me. So I thought, okay. But I took it as a dare, and I started with this stupid wig. It was hot as hell, the, having the wig on. And she sort of giggled at it and got the joke. But uh, I took it off immediately. And then we started to try to have a conversation about her book. Now, my show is normally an hour long. It was a the complete struggle to get to a half hour, because I would ask her questions, and she would say yes. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, wow. you're here You're here to talk about your book. I mean, well, so where do we begin about this? Uh, I guess because I said there's four elements here. Uh, oh, perms and colorizing, relaxers and coloring and all that. I guess that's where we start. She said, yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Okay. Tell me why somebody should read the book. For people who want to know how to take care of their hair better. uh and it was that for a half an hour so oh wow yeah it was maybe
3: it wasn't really about hair did you read the book
0: no i didn't read the book but Uh. it's definitely about hair wait the book's here let me show you the book
3: maybe it was (laughs) about something else
0: no it was about hair here it is it's a unlock the secrets for relaxers perms and colors is the name of the book i just gave her another plug how about that anyway um Okay. Yeah, so you want to see the picture, I can show you the picture. Hold on. I
3: didn't know people were still getting perms. I thought that was something in the eighties, but okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let me let mm-hmm. me see if I can I can pull up the picture here because uh bu- 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 screenshot, is that it? Oh yes, that, yeah, this is it.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <whistles> it's
0: a terrible whistle. I know. Well, <whistles> I'm getting this weird echo, mono kind of weird, weirdness. So there it is.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> wow.
0: I was having a bad hair day. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it was a really tough uh, tough thing. So I started thinking last night, I got to up my game as far as guests, getting some... You know, I love talking to up-and-coming comics. I do. But I want to get some some more established names in here. Uh, You know, I want to get some people who people know and want to hear from.
3: Uh, I want to
0: hear from the young people. Not the
3: entire guest population of your show.
0: I just know what it is, is I got to hire an intern or something, somebody to do these bookings for me. Because I could get up the game and get some people who are well-known performers. But it, it requires work. It requires Doing a lot of research to figure out how to contact them in the first place, then writing them a letter or getting on the phone with them—it's—it's it's time. And my life is already full. I, I already spend mm. enough time producing everything and doing everything I can. As I, by the time I get to that and have the energy for it, I don't have any time left in the day to do it. And like mm. nobody wants to hear from me. I remember, uh, who was it? Um, Neil Sedaka. Remember Neil Sedaka walking in the rain. A couple mm-hmm. of years ago, when I was having a lot of musicians on, I contacted him. But I was on Facebook, and he had a Facebook page. And I sent him a uh, uh, pr- a private message asking him to be on the show. But it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. I remember his response was, who the hell sent a letter like this at 1 o'clock in the morning?
3: <laughs> wow. So he didn't come on the show?
0: No. I never heard from him. Seriously? Yeah. Everyone has their phone it, on
3: silent. I mean, it, nobody well, has had, it on Ring.
0: Well, no, it was on Facebook. <laughs> so he was on Facebook, but it's just, it made me look unprofessional. Like, that's not the way you do things when you're contacting a uh, Yeah, whatever. A I know. What, that's what I thought. What I didn't think he was going to read it right away, first of all.
3: Right. Not right. sending
0: it, I think, when he comes back on tomorrow. but Exactly. No. But it, the fact that he saw me up at... Uh, at one o'clock in the morning, putting stuff out. He thought that was unprofessional or whatever. Oh, so, whatever. And he wasn't, you know what? I wasn't all that. I don't love Neil Sadak. <laughs> I, I, I can't didn't even of, know who that is. Uh, walking in the Rain. Uh, what was it? He, he was a big songwriter before he was. Um, Breaking Up is Hard to Do. You know that song? Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Maybe uh, if I heard da, it. Da, 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 da. Uh, He had a lot of hits way before, you know, when I was a kid, but uh, and he was a um, singer songwriter even before he was like a uh, star, but I never like bubblegum pop really bubblegum pop in my era, but I didn't want him. I wasn't necessarily a fan of his a friend of mine. Who I did have on, who was a blues guy, said that he was close with him, and I said, "Well, he's a celebrity name; people know him. I could, I could get him on." That was the only reason I thought I'd get him on. And then when he said no, it's like fuck him. I don't really like him anyway. <laughs> hmm.
4: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, blah 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 blah. You brought some happy news, did you? No. Um,
3: yeah. What?
0: Wow. Yeah. I Is it some- about the guy blowing his arms off in in, in Michigan? In Detroit, the guy blew a uh, uh, guy with a bunch of um, ordnance and, and guns and stuff blew up his house, but also blew his arms off. I think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's an unarmed man now. He was heavily armed, and now he's unarmed. Mm-hmm. Hey, fuck those gun crazy bastards! I mean, I, I'm not a totally anti-gun. Believe me, I'm not. But uh, if you have enough guns to uh, and enough gunpowder in your house to blow your arms off fuck you stupid
3: (laughs) oh my gosh
0: yeah i know i mean
3: wow no i didn't hear about that yeah but i Uh, heard about the the hiker i sent you the oh yeah i sent you the link Uh, all right well this is uh this is from the new york post and it's about a hiker lost for 24 hours ignored calls from rescuers because of unknown number
0: that is so stupid, though. Yeah. Because I could it's see, funny. I do it. Yeah, it is funny. You're right. And I, I got it when you say I so relate to this guy. But I, I don't take unknown calls all the time. But if I'm lost and desperate.
3: 24 hours. Yeah. On a mountain in Colorado. Ignored right. repeated calls from rescuers and later explaining they had unfamiliar. They had been unfamiliar with the phone number. Wow, <laughs> what a dope!
0: What a, oh, even if it if it is a telemarker, you could say, "Hey, I'm lost." Well, first of all, if he's got a cell phone, that works, and you're lost, don't you call nine one one and say, "Track me." If your cell phone is uh, working, you yeah. have signal, and you're getting calls. Why can't you fucking on lost out a mountain?
3: I could open a map, right? I'm like, sh- pretty yeah. sure. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, good point. Yeah, if you got if your phone is working, your GPS on your phone is probably working. Yeah. Here's somebody saying, "Hello, Unsolved Productions." I feel Hello. like I feel like there's a pitch coming here for followers, bots, and other podcast promotion services. And if there is, I'm going to lose my mm-hmm. mind. I mm-hmm. hope there isn't. Hello. Yeah. Anyway, you
3: know the coffee beans in the background like trigger my sphincter i really like every time i come on the show for some reason i have to poop and i just wanted to let you know it must be the coffee beans
0: did you catch uh, the matt no you didn't the matt farley uh, episode the other night with the poop songs
3: oh my gosh no but i wanted to watch it because my daughters listen to those songs
0: they're big fans of his poop and uh well, I, it's good that you let the audience know that you have to poop right now. So basically, you're saying I should let you go, but uh, knowing that you have to poop, I'm going to keep you for as long as possible.
3: <laughs> no, that's okay. It's like every day yeah. for some reason. I think it's the beans, they're brown, they're spherical.
0: Oh, Ice, I see. Uh, I see. We're trying to help. No, I, I. It's about the guy hiking. Yeah, but but that guy is a total dope. We he deserves to be lost. We should take him back to the woods, take mm-hmm. his phone away from him, and say, "Get out! You're too stupid for humanity. Mm-hmm. Go live on a mountain."
3: We should and make an island,
0: and we should send him with the guy with no arms. Now, the mm-hmm. guy who blew his arms off. They both could be out there. Like, <laughs> I have My no God. patience for these idiots anymore. I really, I, I have no patience for any of them. <laughs> uh wait a second i get an an anaxir, anxiety an anxiety an it's like i guess anxiety and uh, uh, diarrhea all in one i have to poop when i know i have something important to do mm.
3: okay. yeah. yes yeah i don't know it's like my new schedule now like as soon as i wake up it's like it, it you should go to the bathroom all and right and i sit here
0: Okay, well, I'll let you go to the bathroom. I, I, how about that? I, I'll let you yeah, because Shane's gonna be here any moment. I think I can carry it by myself until he gets here. And
3: uh, I mean, I could take you with me.
0: Yeah, do that. No, wait till you're in there and ready to show us how the bidet works. When the bidet is ready to to kick in, when you're ready, to, I don't know. Do you, what do you have? Uh,
3: no, you turn a little knob and and knob. you know you can adjust the water pressure if you want it. You know,
0: I would have it on fire hose
3: then no, then you're a freak. I don't know. anybody. (laughs) And the water is cold. It's not heated. It's like cold, hard water. You got to get
0: a heated one. That one that I, but yeah, I think they're more expensive when they're heated, but, um,
3: I knew somebody who had a lot of money and they had this personal toilet that the lid would open automatically when they walked in and the seat would heat up,
0: you know, what little... do you think? You think Richie has uh, Richie's got a lot of money? The Ebo mansion where we're playing. In. I
3: don't know. Some people don't mind just just a cold hard toilet, but you know, I take pride in. Craig my says
0: cold is best, and and mm-hmm. if if Craig knows anything, it's sphincters. Mm.
3: <laughs> sphincters.
0: He knows a lot about water or the lack of, and he knows On your sphincter. 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 sphincters uh, okay uh, i'll let you go but no i'm thinking about richie and his ass right now whether whether richie has he, he invested all that money in that house i mean millions millions of dollars after the house burnt down uh mm. millions of dollars and if he goes through all that expense and don't get a bidet uh, bidets
3: like, are life-changing you should try it it's on amazon 25 dollars. I, I have
0: one i just haven't ah. installed it yet i need to get uh um, uh, Kristen it, Becker over here It's or, uh, not or, that uh, hard
3: It's not that or hard Or
0: Tracy I need a real man Like Kristen Becker or Tracy To come over and do the work for me mm. Anyway uh, Alright I'll let you go Come back and Come back at 10 Yeah You know what Just picture her right now uh, <laughs> um but they talk no i definitely do need a real man uh a real man in my life <laughs> if the kid would have come back i probably could have made him do the work <laughs> the kid uh but he's not coming back he's gone and nothing could bring him back there's nothing we could do about it nothing could bring him back um <laughs> so it is what it is um interesting stuff there interesting stuff the guy gets lost on a mountain He's got his cell phone with him. It works. He's not using the GPS. He's not calling 911. And people are calling him. And since he doesn't recognize the number, he's not picking up. He deserves to be lost. He deserves to be lost along with the gun bomb guy who blew his own arms off. They, they deserve each other being out in uh, the mountains or wherever. You know, there are feral people, speaking of mountains, in Appalachia. That's right it's called Appalachia not Appalachia. I know that because I've talked to people in Appalachia and that's the only reason I've known that cuz I called it Appalachia my whole life. But there are feral people, you know, even feral cats, feral dogs. There are people living in the woods. Lots of them. In in uh, Appalachia, or, or near the Appalachian Trail and uh and in the mountains of the southeast just it's very weird you know you think of feral undomesticated not even living in a shelter almost like wild animals people living down there anyway that's a subject for another day what time we got here it's 9 55 you know what mm, i could play uh let me see let me see something maybe i couldn't play yeah uh but that's that's a whole, it's got a whole intro tied to it. Uh, would like to get some remuneration here. I'll play the short one and see if I get out of it pretty quickly. Uh, today's show is brought to you by True Fire. Want to learn how to play guitar online? True Fire is the place for you. When I come back, uh, Shane Alessandro Scarazzini will be with us and we'll get to meet him and find out about the life of a journeyman, young musician, singer songwriter who's. Living the dream. I'll be back in just a minute. This episode is brought to you by True Fire. Do you want to learn guitar or improve your playing? Are you stuck in a rut and unable to take your playing to the next level? True Fire has your solution. One, two,
2: three, four. Over two million guitar players worldwide learn practice and play with TrueFire. Our learning tools and massive library of video lessons will ignite your technical skills, harmonic knowledge, rhythm playing, and soloing chops. Progress faster with private 1-on-1 instruction, group lessons, multi-track video jams, live streams, song lessons, student forums, TrueFire's riff magazine, premium jam tracks, and much, much more. Grab your guitar and ignite your musicality. Sign up free for an all-access
0: trial today. Click the link in the description to find out more. And there you go, True Fire, uh, best place to learn guitar online. Uh, and I uh, hope you check them out and uh, patronize our sponsors. Uh, and uh, yeah, poop break. Good to see everybody here. As I mentioned, uh, Shane, Alessandro, Scarsini. Get three names. Uh, uh, you know, you got three names. It's uh, generally indicative of a serial killer, but uh, not not in this case. We have. I've been following Shane for probably about, I would say, about two or three years on social media. Uh, very impressed with his life and his career. Kind of jealous. I wish I, I wish I was a young man doing what he's doing for a living. Uh, he's living the dream. He's uh, from. Hudson Valley, uh, in New York, the Hudson Valley, New York area, currently living in Nashville, but touring and writing and performing and just knocking them dead, ladies and gentlemen. Please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Shane Scarazzini to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Actually,
1: hey, everybody. Welcome.
0: welcome, Shane. Hey, how you good, doing, today? Good to actually uh, talk to you and meet you and, uh, and, and get to know you a little bit. I've been following you for, again, a couple of years now. Uh, really... Uh, a little bit jealous i mean I, I i i dig what you're doing and i wish i was a young man i wish i was in your shoes and and, and living the dream you feel like you're living the dream
1: every day every day i will say, someday it feels more like work than others but but yeah i'm very thankful for you're very blessed and i'm and uh it's every day is a good day
0: yeah so you are from uh the hudson valley
1: that's correct i was born in Newburgh, went to high school in washingtonville i've Spent the first twenty years of my life uh, growing up in the Hudson Valley. Uh, still one of my favorite places on the planet. You know, I, I love to come back and visit when I, every time, I, every chance I get. Uh, but yes, I grew up yeah. in the Hudson Valley, living down in Nashville now.
0: We have a mutual friend, uh, Jeremy Langdale. Do you know that name? He, oh yeah, of course. He, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jer- I, Jeremy and I were were uh, teenagers together, and I've known him probably uh, I it's at forty. 50 years, something like that, and uh, uh, so good friends with him and i didn't i didn't even realize that we had him as a mutual friend until yesterday or the day before on, on your facebook page and i said two mutual friends i don't know who the other one is <laughs> well
1: maybe he'll maybe whoever the next the other one is will be your next guest yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so when you m- move move to nashville when uh, w- that was as a kid right uh it's still in high uh, school
1: basically i i graduated high school i stuck around the hudson valley scene for about a year and a half after that and when i was right after i turned 20 i moved down to nashville and just hit the road that's
0: now why why nashville i know you're you're basically uh, you, you have some country roots to you but why nashville because i say that because nashville doesn't seem to be uh really country anymore it seems to be um hip hop and hair metal with country twang it doesn't seem to be uh the kind of music that you're really playing anymore it was at one time but now it seems to be like a commercialized homogenized pop music with twangy vocals on top of it
1: <laughs> yeah uh sadly that is um largely true um there you know i think the big machine of nashville is mostly cranking out that sort of thing. And most of the people who are there are trying to do the same thing. Um, you know, I mean, I think, I think all music is, is, uh, is a beautiful thing and, you know, whatever, whatever they want to do is fine with me. But I think what, what brought me to Nashville originally when I was 20, you know, I was just working as a guitar player and that's all I wanted to do was play guitar. Say
0: that again. Say guitar.
1: Guitar. <laughs> that's the correct word. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, when I was twenty, I just wanted to play guitar, and I I moved down, and and you know, for uh, it's it's a guitar town, you know. I uh, I I started getting calls, and and before I knew it, I was traveling all over the country with different bands playing playing guitar, and um, and I still do that a lot. That's been a lot of my work lately. Um, I will say, my 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 dream has changed. You know, I I, I wasn't a songwriter back then, uh, but I am now and you know I I front a band, I do my own artist thing. And uh and kind of back to your point, I'm not really I'm not really sure if Nashville is still going to be my long-term plan cause Well, yeah. Good.
0: Cause I I not good. I mean, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I my next question goes to me, have you considered and because Nashville, I think it's, it's it is a, a guitar. <laughs>
2: there you
0: go. You but, got it. um there's so many and there's so much competition that no matter how good you are, it's really hard to get noticed or stand out in an ocean of uh, of great great players, right? So I would think probably smaller markets where uh, you really could like shine in a in a bigger way and, and get noticed in a bigger way would make more sense. Am I am I crazy?
1: No, you're not crazy. I I think it's kind of a catch twenty two. I don't know. You know, it's there is a that's definitely a great point. You know, if you're in a smaller market, you know, being kind of being that big fish in the small pond is, is, uh, is you know, it, it works. Um, but at the same time, like, even though uh, it is very saturated down there and there is a tremendous amount of competition, um, there's still a sense that most of the people who are there want to help everybody else rise up with them.
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Well,
1: it's like <laughs> half and half, you know. There's a- I
0: I'm a jaded old man, but I cuz In music, for all my life, I've seen a lot of backstabbing, a lot of backbiting, all that kind of stuff. And I started interviewing comedians, thinking comedians were different than musicians in that respect, and found out that they're just the same. And the only place where I haven't seen that, where I've actually seen true supportive community, is in authors, people who write books for a living. Authors just generally work hard to promote each other and do things like that but even i think even when my friends i see my friends uh, trying to act like they're being supportive there's always like some kind of uh, ulterior motive in there yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true and it it is it is rampant you know i just it's it kind of have to just wake up and choose which one you're going to look for each day but um yeah but they're out there there's a lot of there's a lot of snakes but there's also a lot of good right i think it's and to your point too it is changing rapidly i think i want
0: to uh for the people in in the chat room and people watching and listening uh well listening they're not going to get so much get the 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 point here uh i want to share a piece that's on your facebook where you're playing the guitar behind your back is that is that okay
1: yeah, sure. Go ahead.
0: It, yeah, let me. It's gonna take just a second for me to load this up, but mm-hmm. I think it's worth it. I think people will, because it looks like beyond just the talent, it looks like fun. It looks like you're you're delivering a fun experience, and I want people to understand that. Whoop, um, this is not you. Am I on the wrong page? Ah, you know what? I'll just do it this way i'm sorry about this folks i i screwed up somehow jamie did this to me i was following jamie's thing um here we are right here we're going to start this from the top and bring up wait stop it stop and bring up the sound here sorry about this folks but this is very cool very cool stuff anyway I just want to give people a a little a little taste of that uh never never even tried that seen that done plenty of times I have a friend of mine Jimmy James has, has been doing it a lot lately uh, uh, how how do do you practice that the playing behind your back
1: you know yeah. it, it's funny you mentioned that because I really have no idea uh, <laughs> like what comes over me in in those in those moments (laughs) that particular uh, that show I was actually playing for uh, for another artist up in Cleveland and um, yeah I don't know sometimes just like I saw in the video there was like the crowd was right up to the edge of the stage and the energy was was wonderful and uh, sometimes you just I don't know you just let it take you over yeah,
0: I've done really I've done stuff but not cuz I know I can't play behind my back. So that's the question. Have you how do you know you're going to hit the right note or you don't even care?
1: I just it's just a Jesus take the wheel moment for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh ever play, you know, doing that stuff ever just like make noise and like oh shit, I'm not I'm not even
1: <laughs> I have had that happen too, but you know yeah. I think even when that happens, I think people just appreciate the uh, the grand gesture, right?
0: Uh, You know, no, definitely it looks fun, and the the audience loves that stuff. And uh, you know, if I could do it, I would do it. Uh, uh, And I I just uh, you know I appreciate the attitude there. Now you're doing this uh, basically. uh, Eight fingers is is the name of your band, but it's like a power pop band, like it's just guitar, bass, and drums, right? Or do you have other instruments?
1: There's kind of two versions of it. Um, yeah, there's the uh, the three of us. Uh, my buddy uh, Don, Lucas, and I. Uh, we've, we we uh, we formed that a few years back, and yeah, we started. We kind of got together and started playing like a lot of blues and rock stuff. Um, and then kind of as I went through my changes as a songwriter, we kind of been shifting into the uh, the more traditional country Americana sound, which uh, probably. Hopefully we'll have a record coming out by the end of the year or early next year with, uh, with, uh, with that sound. And uh, the other version of that band is we have a, a great uh, female singer named Alyssa Startup, and uh, she joins us as the fourth member. I was going to ask
0: you about that. Cause I, I didn't, uh, I've listened to some of the original music. I hadn't heard any female vocals on it, but I saw pictures of you with, with a girl on stage. And I was wondering, which was were you backing her up as part of, uh, something that you were on the road with? I I trying to figure out what that was all about. So how long has she been part of the band?
1: Well, let's see. We, uh, well, Alyssa and I go, go back about 10 years, but, um, the, um, with the Eight Fingers band, yeah, she she was there pretty close to the beginning. Uh, been about five or six years now, and uh, yeah, we kind of it's kind of half and half. About half of the time we, we go out as the trio, and then when we can get Alyssa, we bring her on, and she just brings the energy to another level. And she is just she's got a a dynamite voice and a great stage presence, and it's just uh, it's a whole different show. When yeah,
0: she's- good. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, definitely, you know, everybody you add to a live performance changes the dynamic. Whether they're a front person or just a side person, they change the energy. They change the dynamics. I get, I get that. I, if people don't do it, they probably don't don't understand what I'm talking about there. But you know, anybody, everybody brings their own little energy to to whatever they're part of, and it it affects the the whole. Um, mm-hmm. If we can kind of just because. I was reading your bio. First of all, I didn't know Les Paul had. Uh, I never heard of Rusty Paul before until oh, yeah. I read your bio. Now you started with 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 Les Paul's oldest son as a backup musician as a teenager. Is do I have that correct?
1: Oh yeah, I think. Like I think you're reading my my bio that I've I had put together when I was about 21. But uh, yeah, that's um, yes, Rusty uh was uh less oldest son and he was uh him and his band um were the first people to give me a chance to get on stage with a real professional band and and teach me how to work with the band because that was uh that was back in my when i was in high school and you know i really i was green i really had no idea how to operate with other musicians you know i was really just kind of playing in my bedroom playing guitar in my bedroom at that point um and they, yeah, they gave me a chance. They brought me on stage with, you know, just cold, no rehearsal and like figure it out, you know? Right. We'll, Very cool. We'll uh, now,
0: Les just Les just passed probably in the last 10 years. I don't remember exactly when it was, but it wasn't that long ago that Les passed. And then it, it, I uh, get the, I think I understand from your bio that Rusty has also passed, yes?
1: Yes, Rusty passed away, uh new year's eve 2015 if i remember correctly wow
0: wow that's really uh astonishing that you know father and son would would pass that that close within each other it's not it's not a normal thing uh but i didn't i wasn't aware of rusty to begin with so was that um country music was it jazz because when you think of les paul you think of jazz What, what
1: was that well that that band the rusty paul band they did a lot of um they kind of they spanned a lot of uh genres. They did a lot of blues, they did a lot of classic rock and they they did like the Billy Joel thing. Um a lot of great soulful music too. And and every once in a while they'd also play an old uh Les Paul standard like um you know the Les Paul and Mary Ford stuff. Yeah, so, you know, how like, high the
0: moon or Via <laughs> or you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I grew up on that stuff. That was the stuff that I I first learned on guitar. When did you first uh, start playing guitar? Very young.
1: Uh, I I I started taking it seriously when I was about thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I, you know, I got the first guitar and I was eleven, but you know, it just kind of sat in the corner for a couple of years.
0: Did you start on rock or did you start on country stuff?
1: Well, that's a good question. I gotta. I think I. I really think I. Th- the first music that really made an impact on me as a player was was the blues, for sure. You know, yeah. I, I I definitely went through my my rock phase when I was, you know, in junior high and stuff. But you know, my first favorite guitar player that I remember having was BB King. All right,
0: I have to I have to uh, yell at somebody. Please hold on a second. Go away, you fucking bot. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they, every day in the chat room, I get these pain in the ass. And on Twitch, I can't ban them. I can't get rid of them at all, no matter how I try. People trying to sell me what he says, buy followers, I, primes. I don't even know what a prime is. And viewers. Now, why would I pay people to watch me? <laughs> I would pay the guest before I pay the audience. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, I and they just aggravate me. And every day I have to yell at them. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. No worries. <laughs> uh no worries. so songwriting. Um how long have you when did you actually start songwriting?
1: Well, I think I i made some attempts, you know, as uh as um you know, I kind of got started as a guitar player. I didn't really know what I was doing, but uh the first song I ever wrote that I actually recorded in the studio. Uh, it was only about five years ago, so I've only uh, I've only been dedicated to the art of songwriting for about five years now.
0: Wow! Uh, are you uh, tell me a little bit about how they come to you? Do you uh, do you start with uh, an idea about lyrics about a lyrical subject that you want to make? or do you start with a riff? Do you start with the chord progression that you like? Tell me about how how you work yeah. as a
1: songwriter. I think usually the the roots of a song just comes to me through um, just kind of real life experience because I I uh, I'm I'm a super emotional person and I and I most
0: I, most musicians you I would think that's fair to say most right. musicians
1: are <laughs> and, and uh, yeah so I usually when I sit to, if I sit down to write where and I you know if I sit down with the intention to write. Um, it's, it's usually starting with how can I articulate this feeling inside of me into, uh, into language. So really it kind of just starts as just an explosion of words on paper with no direction, no rhyme scheme, no, really no structure at all. It's just really just words kind of like unorganized slam poetry, if you will. Uh, and then I'll, then i'll take that maybe a few days later after i've had some time to kind of meditate on it um, and i'll look back at that page and then i'll look for a little i'll look for little hooks and things that make sense and work together and i'll just start piecing things together out of this uh jumbled up uh page of words right. and thoughts um so that's most of the time that's how it happens but sometimes it does happen different ways you know i might pick up my guitar and I'll play something. I'll I'll noodle around, and something will something will catch my ear, and I'm like, okay, let's build off of that. And yeah. Likewise, if somebody else plays something for me that that triggers something like. Uh,
0: now we talked about support in the national scene one of the good things i think and because i i was pretty negative about it in, in our uh, earlier just brief discussion about it but one of the more positive things i think is songwriter groups and, and songwriter support down there you can find a lot of mentorship a lot of groups that will you know songwriter
1: groups are you part of any of that do you take advantage of any of that uh, i haven't honestly i really haven't haven't explored it very much you know i've I spend, uh, lately my life has just been road, 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 come home, recuperate, and then back on the road. Right. Uh, but I, you know, as a shift of priorities, that would be a great idea to do. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, that... I jumped in on the writer's rounds and stuff. Um, but as far as big songwriter circles, I haven't really, uh, haven't really explored that community very much
0: unfortunately the music business and i don't want to sound like i'm too down on the music business and i know because i mentioned that the what happens in in nashville now is really not pure it's, it's not pure music it's it's commercially uh it's manufactured music but unfortunately songwriters now, um are a thing of single songwriters for a song are kind of a thing of the past, as far as the industry is concerned. What you see on any song that it gets breaks through to the popular consciousness is nine songwriters on a single track or fifteen right. songwriters on a single track. And, and I think to your point about uh, you know being a very emotional and and kind of I know you didn't use this word, but I'm going to say spiritually, you know, basically it comes from your soul. You lose that when you get nine songwriters or 15 songwriters on a song. You can't have that individual connection. It loses a lot of that personal human touch about and and, and drive about what a song's about. So I, I hate to see that, but unfortunately the business is, is turning that way. What What's your perspective on that? Are you, are you uh, Cause I was a strong headed when I in my 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 whole career I wanted to do things my way. The, I didn't give a damn about what the business was doing. I wanted to be true to my to my desires and what I wanted to get out of it. What's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I songwriting, I, I, um, personally, I kind of see it as you know, like if, uh, um, you know, the sculpture, if. If you go to a, a museum and you see a sculpture by a great artist, you know, like you probably you probably wouldn't read the um, the, the uh, tablet and see 15 different sculptors. <laughs> you know, and, and if and if there had been, uh, it, like you said, it, it wouldn't be. Pro- probably wouldn't be a very honest come from an honest place from, you know, one person's heart. Um, that's kind of, I mean, I guess that's kind of the way I see songwriting and but there's different ah, there's just different facets of songwriting. Um, I feel like the, the the songs that you see that have you know 10 to 15 writers on it, uh, that's like the number one hit assembly line right you know, following the formula. And I, I, I don't want to make a blanket statement because there are great songs that uh, that take a team to create. And there's a time and a place for that, I believe. Um, but yeah, personally, I, I'm with you. I, uh, I, I think the songs that stand the test of time come from one person's heart or maybe a, a group of people who really love and understand each other. Right. Then, then you can kind of collaborate and, and make a, you know, a piece of beautiful, honest work.
0: Yeah, and I think um, collaboration on the songwriting end of it, probably two or three people, it, it can still be very heartfelt. Oh, yeah. Once it gets to be nine people, it's like it, it becomes assembly line. And now the point I I think collaboration and teamwork into making hits can be a very positive thing, but not necessarily in the songwriting, in the production, in the you know in in the uh, performance of having great you know different parts played and all that stuff so that's what i wanted to ask you about on the production and camilla i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right camellia camilla uh one of your songs it starts out with an organ bit right and Mm -hmm. uh so you doing the production on that and and are you producing it yourself or do you hire a producer to work with and and what's your approach on that kind of stuff
1: well uh, that song was actually the very first um Song I uh, I recorded with my, with uh, my group Eight Fingers and and uh, we kind of um, it was uh, I I wrote the original um, version of that song and then I brought it to uh, Don and Lucas who are my bandmates and two of my best friends and uh, yeah we uh, we re- we reworked it and uh, it was produced by Lucas so he, Lucas wears many hats in the band he plays bass he sings background vocals he played those organ parts that you heard. Yeah. And uh, and he did all of the production and engineering as well. So we kind that, of, our, that's our what I mean
0: about yeah, collaboration and teamwork for that stuff can make a big difference. And I think that's where 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 it's a huge benefit to have that team. I unfortunately at this point in my life I'm remote and don't have the. I don't have you know if i work if i collaborate at all it's got to be online like sending tracks to somebody and they'll put a part on it and send it back very stale very not not very human at all so the studio process are you guys all in the same room at the same time when you're recording generally
1: yeah well lately uh you know we kind of through the, especially through lockdown and stuff you know i was i was stuck in my little house in nashville and lucas and don were. Are, uh, are up north. They, they live up north. So we. that was kind of the first time we adopted the type of, you know, postal service type of recording. Yeah. I actually did uh, my vocal parts at home and sent them to uh, uh, Lucas to do uh, his bass. And um, so we kind of recorded all the parts and like all separate days, a couple of things we were able to get together for a couple of things we weren't. Uh, but generally, yes, we get in the same room and we feed off of each other and, and, mm. uh, you know, just make it happen that way,
0: right? How, and how long have you known the guys that you that you're in a band with? Long time.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Don and I go back about six years, and Lucas and I actually we we crossed paths when we were teenagers, and then kind of uh, uh, lost touch, and uh, crossed paths again about five years ago, and we've just been going uh, we've been going steady since.
0: That seems like a long time when it when you're your at your age.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nah. About a third of my life. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I get I get it. Yeah, no. Um, for me, that's a drop in the bucket. That could be yesterday, five years ago, <laughs> six years I mean, ago. It still
1: feels like yesterday, just because you know we've we've had so much fun and and you know time time flies when you're having fun and doing something meaningful. So I, I uh, yeah, it's flying yeah. by pretty fast.
0: I love, because I've been in, in my current band, I've been in 22 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and me and the lead singer for, for the band have been friends since we were, I've known him since he was 11 years old. I'm, I'm three, three or four years older than him, two, three years older than him. But I've known him since he was 11 years old. So uh, And uh, that's 50, 50 years, more than 50 years I've known him. So the fact that, you know, just being in something, I love the, the stability of that and having the friendship, the current camaraderie and, and all the stuff that goes along with that. It's it, being in a band with somebody like that is a really special thing. And people who don't get to experience that in life, I think are am missing. It, it doesn't have to be a band. It could be a team. It could be, you know, anything that you're a business, anything that you're a part of, so of something with somebody for a long time. I don't want to get into a marriage. That's a whole <laughs> But it's just a really rewarding experience. And there's a comfort level, a knowledge level there. We have fights and that kind of stuff. But going through that experience and with like-minded people who feel the same way about what it is you're doing is it's a really it's a gift it definitely is so i I hope you're with these guys for another 40 years or so if that's what you if that's what life
1: well thank you that's that's exactly what i'm hoping for too you know they've they've become my closest friends in the planet and i'm just so thankful every day i get to work with them
0: Right now, I gotta address because the website. I know uh, you're a musician and you didn't get into it to be a website guy, uh, but your tour dates on the website ended. I know you're still playing and I know you just got uh, doing Northeast dates, but your website on the tour dates on on your website ends on like 2021
1: sometime. I know that (laughs) to be be perfectly honest with you, I forgot I even had a website, (laughs) 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 I haven't touched it in so long. Well,
0: um, I guess I should be sending people to your Facebook page though, because in the banners here, I was prepared to say, uh, "Go to Shane dot uh, but uh, maybe we should send them to your Facebook page to know about yeah, where you are well, playing. Well,
1: that, that'll that'll be my motivation to get back on there and 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 uh, get everything up to date. All right, but uh, I, mean. I will say, I think that the if there's one platform where I'm putting the most content at right now is actually TikTok.
0: I was gonna say, I was gonna ask you about TikTok. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh,
1: I, that was one of those things. You know, I feel like a lot of, um, uh, you know, people above the, um, I don't know what generation it is, but a lot of people are hesitant to get on there. But I think it's actually a really excellent platform for um, for independent artists. No, nah, I could see uh, that. Here's
0: my take on social media. Social media is an endless cat and mouse game of young people trying to get away from me. Um, they they invented MySpace. I got on MySpace. They said, ah, i got to get away from him. Let's make Facebook. They made Facebook. I got on Facebook. They said, he's here. Let's go to the next thing. And now that's what it, I I am on TikTok, but they don't know it yet. As soon as they figure out that I'm there, you're going to have to find something else.
1: <laughs> no i'll be i'll, I'll be uh I'll, I'll meet you there wherever it is
0: <laughs> but so for content wise tiktok is short right you can only do like two or three minute pieces or no uh
1: yeah i think they just increased it i think i think you can put like uh yeah like three minutes and change like you can fit a whole song on there if you wanted to right now um, these are
0: live recordings that you're putting on there
1: um well I, I i did do my first live stream on there recently but uh most of it is stuff that i' you know i'm, I'm creating content in, the, in my little home studio and, and putting it up just to keep uh just to keep people in the loop and i do put sneak peeks of stuff of uh tunes that'll be you know out on record later in the year gotcha because
0: uh the reason i even asked about that is you know the the clip i showed before that's on your facebook page you're playing the guitar behind you a lot of my... My concern with that kind of stuff is the audio from phone stuff it can be terrible and can make you look bad even when you're really good because the people in the audience are just taping it from their phones and just putting it up on the on the internet. you any concern about that like asking people not don't post us you know from shitty audio from the back of the room when you know people talking over stuff, please don't post that stuff like
1: you know um, <laughs> You know it it never really crossed my mind as a concern, cause, um I mean people are gonna do it one way or another, and um i'd be uh i would just be i would just i'm i'm thankful either way if if somebody feels compelled to record something and put it up um i'm uh you know it's
0: yeah it, i I hear what you're saying you uh, you're grateful that they want to, but in some respects too. I think, um, and maybe we disagree on this as far as from uh, perspective, but I think wanting to control the quality of what your audience sees is is kind of important for an artist. I think anyway.
1: Oh no, I, I, I I'm with you on that. I mean that that's why pretty much almost everything that I uh, upload as content to TikTok or most other things, I'm record <laughs> I'm recording those in my little home studio and I'm I'm making sure. Nothing's clipping and everything everything sounds, you know, is close to what you would get off of a you know in your headphones listening to a song on iTunes. All right, gotcha. Um, so at the very you know, I just try to sweep my own front porch and you know the stuff that I put out. <laughs> um, as, I love uh, that it's my own brand. Sweet my own front and porch. Good. I love that.
0: Uh right now it's time uh to to let Kira back in the room. I don't you probably don't know who Kiara is She's a happy 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 news person. She's mm-hmm. here right now. Uh please stick with us. I got to play this musical. She can't come in and out unless I play this music. Oh, you're in the wrong place. Get up there, uh, Shane. Meet Kiara. Kiara, meet Shane.
1: Hello, Gary. Hi, Shane. Pleasure to meet you.
0: Shane, we, we were having some fun with your name before because obviously uh, you're not Irish, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and you have three names. I was making fun of the three names because generally serial killers have three names. But very Italian. Now I have an Italian name. Kiara is very Italian. It's like she's more Italian than anybody in Italy. Uh, except she doesn't make that's you know, right, she, she, she makes the jar sauce but that's a whole other stuff. I do uh, not, okay. I do um, not. But Kiara asked, Why, with a name like uh, Alessandro Scarazzini, where does Shane come in? Uh, is, uh <laughs> is, that, is that shortened from something else, or is your mom Irish and wanted to get at least give you some?
1: <laughs> what is no, um, you know, funny enough, um, if uh. Unless I'm, unless something got lost in translation over the years, I uh, I was named after the movie Shane.
0: That's what I said.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I
0: got it right. Alan Ladd, the cowboy movie. I said that's that. Right. I said,
1: wow, <laughs> yeah. come back, Shane. Oh yeah, I, it's been a while since I've heard that, but yeah, what a great
0: <laughs> movie! What a great movie! I grew up on that movie, and I love that movie. You know, Alan Ladd was only like five foot four or something. He had to stand on. Uh, they had to put his leading ladies in a ditch. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, he was really small, but he was a he was a, you know, leading man type of guy, but very small. Very cool. Shane. You never mm. seen that movie Kira? No. Yes. Yes, you have. Who's in it besides Alan Ladd? Come on. A
3: great great group of great cast. I just of caught you
0: in another lie. Getting
3: <laughs> getting together to make a wonderful movie. Uh,
0: great movie. All right. And I don't want to say Van jo- Van something. Uh, anyway. Uh anyway, so yeah, um interesting enough. So, but now uh being a, with an Italian name in Nashville, that's that's uh not common, is it? <laughs> uh
1: well, you know it's funny. The uh I think the least common thing you can find in Nashville these days is a Nashville native. Uh it is, that's... It is mm. such a I mean Yep. Such a, such a melting pot, to say the least. Um, it's it's crazy. I think in the last eight years that I've been in and out of Nashville, I've met maybe I don't know four people who are from Nashville.
0: Wow. Like yeah. Former. No, I can wow. see that. Yeah. A lot of most music. And listen, I I did it when I was young. Everybody thought like that's the place to be. If you're in music, it's Music City USA, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> do you, do you gig around town at all, or are you always on the road?
1: Oh, no, I've uh, lately, lately I've been kind of uh, balancing it, you know, I'll, I'll be, I might do a few things downtown early in the week, like Monday through Wednesday, and then like maybe Thursday through Sunday, I'll hit the road. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's kind of 50-50 these days, but um, I used to be on the road constantly too much. So I'm, th- I'm kind of thankful to have like at least half of the week where I could sleep in my own bed and go to work and come home and then, you know, save the road trips for later in the week. Right. Mm.
0: Any particular part of the country that you're most fond of uh, performing in?
1: Uh, I used to go out West a lot. Um, and I think some of the favorite things I've seen just, uh, as far as the landscape goes is like out in Wyoming, Colorado, that way. Yeah. I, I wow. love the area
0: out there. I, I'm always curious, like, cause when I lived in New Mexico, places that you could actually gig in were hundreds of miles apart and like mm-hmm. a lot of times you'd see a venue out in the middle of nowhere and people would would go to those venues but they'd all have to travel as far as the, <laughs> i had to travel to get to it and it just seemed like a really big challenge to fill rooms and stuff i don't know i'm just a new york guy and i guess uh i'm just used to uh condensed areas where people don't have to travel that far to to go see you but um um did you bring happy news for us, Ciara? Or or are you just are you just here as a yes. spectator and to meet Shane? Yes. And
3: you know, Shane looks like my cousin Danny. Like he
0: could exactly. be. <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> you you are you have relatives all Danny. over the place. Could be. Could be. Um, we need to we need to do a DNA test on both of you guys and see if you're uh Oh yeah. It I think fun. you're probably yeah. around the same age, right? It's, uh Shane uh if you don't uh, but i'm i'm thinking you're probably late 20s like 28 or so now
1: yeah you nailed it i'm
0: 28 28 So you guys are the same wow. is Ki- a great singer by the way
1: Thanks.
0: <laughs> she's a great singer oh,
1: oh i cool i believe i believe you <laughs> if you said it i believe Thanks.
0: you she she sings in in my band every once in a while we let her sing anyway no nah, she's she's uh ha- half of yeah. the the lead singing of of, of the band i'm with the oh, awesome.
3: in a four-hour set i sing about six songs in a four-hour set no
0: no liar, yeah. liar. so tell us uh tell t- you got uh, more happy news about guys getting lost on mountains is that
3: i i found this article and i've been wanting to read it what's today tuesday oh it's only been a day
1: no maybe tuesday. i wanted
3: to read it since friday um so this is an article from upi And the title is "An Indiana Anglers Find Adult Toy in Catfish's Stomach. And they actually have a video I was going to send you. Um, An Indiana man who noticed some unusual lumps in a catfish reeled in by his friend said he was cleaning the catch at home when he discovered the contents of its stomach included a phallic adult toy. Wow. (laughs) And they have a picture of it. It's pretty big. I, I don't understand how the catfish swallowed it unless it was a cruel prank
0: you want to show or it. or
3: maybe the woman dropped it in the water huh show it from here
0: can you oh you can't can you let me try you have i shown can you. try
3: let me let me try and just get it
0: you don't have to but yeah no this yeah is yeah a very, maybe not it's it's a uh very interesting uh thing to see a uh, that a cat well we're talking about a dildo here right let's be honest we're talking about a dildo the catfish yes. ate a dildo <laughs> somebody yes. threw a, a dildo in a lake
1: and the catfish thought that looks like food
3: right like a big worm
1: right but and the got, series of events that had to lead up to that and it's like yeah, i'm done with this right
0: exactly you know, because exactly. catfish catfish if i'm not mistaken is freshwater fish so somebody polluting a lake with sex toys it doesn't end up in a lake by accident like we were just on a boat just, and it <laughs> just was it in. <laughs> yeah
3: was it flushed down the toilet Maybe it
0: was. Oh, good point. Well, no. See, that fresh water; they don't do that. It's only Uh, in ocean water where you have sewage. It's only in
3: our bay. (laughs) It's only right here where we swim. New York is disgusting.
0: (laughs) It's very brown lately. Most most places that live on on saltwater, ocean bay areas, have kind of some disgusting stuff going on. We don't care about that stuff. Hey, I'd rather I'd rather it be that stuff than plastic that you know is ending up at the bottom of the Marianas. They say there's like uh, like miles and miles of plastic, like you know, the kind of stuff that holds uh, six packs of cans together. Those those kind of yeah. plastic things all along yeah. the bottom of the Marianas trench, and fish are dying on that stuff. But the catfish lived eating. Now, what it doesn't say if there right. was a battery battery in it, right?
3: Right. I mean that, that catfish. Yeah, he was an experienced uh, catfish. There, it could swallow the whole thing. So, Crazy. would you
0: would you say that is happy news, or would you say that's amusing, funny news? How would you characterize that? Um,
3: I would say it was amusing and funny. Um, I I don't know if I would eat the catfish after that.
0: Oh um, no, I definitely wouldn't. Uh, well. I'm not a big fish eater anyway, catfish Shane are you a fisherman?
1: My fisherman nah uh, it's been about twelve years since I've cast a rod
0: see here, here here's the thing in country music. you at least have to say yes and lie about it. You're a hunter and a fisherman because if if you're playing country music that's they expect
1: that from you, yeah,
0: yeah, I got me a rowboat, I'll get out on the lake every Sunday. I'll get for catfish.
1: Yeah, well, honestly, I I am perfectly okay with separating myself from all that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah,
0: what are uh when earlier you said making a record. What mm. does that mean now? Cuz it meant something very different when I was making records. Uh you're making because to me, if it's all going to be digitally um delivered like through Spotify or Apple iTunes or any of that those kind of services, there's really very little point in in doing an album, like a record that is an album, unless it's thematically, you know, the songs have to go, they, they lead into each other for a purpose. Mm. So, you know, what is your uh, take on that? Are you doing an album that is definitely, songs are meant to be played together in a certain order, or are you just doing... Singles that become a collection on and for digital distribution
1: well, I mean, uh, originally, you know like when we first started recording and getting songs out there, it was kind of um, you know the latter of what you said. like we were just trying to just come up with you know the best we can do at the time, even if they didn't work together as a as a group uh, but but yes, this time um on this uh, album that we're working on. It is more of a, um, more of something as a you know you can listen to it as an experience. Drop the needle in the first song, and it'll take you through, you know, different chapters of a story. Right, I love that. You go together. Drop the needle.
0: Are you doing vinyl?
1: Planning on it? Yes. Wow,
0: that's expensive, right? I mean, it
1: is very expensive, (laughs) unfortunately, but it's just. whether they uh, whether it works or not out in the real world, I really uh, it's just something I want to do. Good and, for you. And uh, you know, I, I heard somewhere that actually when it comes to physical sales of music, you know, like records versus uh, CDs and everything else, uh, for the f- for the first time, uh, for the first time, records are outselling CDs. Well, yeah, I could
0: see that, you know, if, because if I'm going to have a CD, it's going to be digital. I might as well be through Spotify. It might as well be an MP3. I don't hear any, and listen, I don't have the best audiophile ears to be able to discern, but I don't hear any difference between CD and, uh, and MP3 at this point at all. So I I might as well, if it's digital, I might as well get it. Who needs that little disc? It's going to end up bringing, and who's got a CD player?
1: Yeah, these cars aren't
0: even coming with them anymore. Yeah. Like... Right. Uh, so, yeah, if you're an audiophile and and you're into hard copy, vinyl would be the way to go. have to say, and I'm, this is not meant to dissuade you from it at all, and I appreciate the fact that you're doing it. I used to produce a uh, uh, vinyl for, I worked as a mastering engineer for a, back when records were a thing. Vinyl mm-hmm. records were the thing. And the reason we went out of business, company called Goldist, was the Environmental Protection Agency shut us down because vinyl records were a major source of pollution. Mm. (laughs) Now, they probably figured a a way to get around that and and being able to produce them that doesn't. But the the, the process itself went to so much pollution and, and dumping of basically vinyl into land dumps and stuff that doesn't degrade it doesn't biodegrade anymore which is why the real reason they went away it wasn't because technology uh, or all that stuff people still loved vinyl it was because they were dirty it was considered like a dirty um, medium
3: there's dirtier things out there
1: There than vinyl records they just
3: needed something to do
1: I'm glad you brought that to my attention I mean maybe um, you know when I when I start the the search for a manufacturer you know I'll try to find somebody who uh, puts sustainability. I'm yeah. sure
0: if they're letting them do it again, then they must have figured out a way to do it without causing that kind of damage. But I remember the plant that I worked for, uh, and this was back in, you know, caveman era. We were fined $10 million when that was $10 million. What? For, for super fortune, yeah.
3: Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. which us insane. Uh, Whose dog wow. is that? Your dog?
1: Oh, yeah, that's... That's my that's my tiny dog. That's Juniper. Jesus. Uh, I I was just con- I was
0: just concerned that Kiara had a dog again be, uh, because she she's known to uh, lose dogs on people. She's a dog sitter. People leave dogs at her house and then she loses them like every day. Oh. <laughs> she, I, she, sell she, yeah.
3: I sell them.
0: I sell them. I have a, a, they, they a dog fighting ring in the back. Yeah, nobody Perfect. knows about. <laughs> so uh, Shane, I, I got a. Uh, 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 Maybe a question you've never been asked before. Uh, oh, gosh. I, I asked you if you're living a dream. You said, every day, every day. Uh, and it's a great life. And I, I love, I guess, I'm jealous of you. Is there anything, con- you know, challenges or a part of the life that you really, really don't like? Like the part that really, you know, it makes it hard to continue doing what you do.
1: Yeah. Um, there's, uh, I mean, lately... I've uh, I've been going through a little bit of uh, just uncertainty about whether this chapter of what I'm doing is is still meaningful to me. Um, you know, I'm, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, with Nashville and and uh, spending a lot of time playing for other artists instead of uh, using that time to you know maybe work on the album and the original thing. So I mean that's not to say that I don't enjoy it because I do, um, but there is a there is a, a level of uh, of burnout that we uh, that we you know go yeah through. that's
0: a, that's an un, uh, unavoidable I think you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, those peers and I we have to say goodbye to Govs right now before I continue this governor's comedy Clubs, I didn't even have their logo up the whole time I'm in trouble for that. Uh, say goodbye to Govs. Bye, Govs. Um, goodbye, Gov's. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but basically I was talking about that last... One. Now... 'Cause we talked about emotion you know, being an emotional person as a musician. I think part, part of it is we're all kind of moody too. And a couple of good shows and you're got all the energy and you're feeling enthused about it. And sometimes a couple of bad shows in a row can make you feel like, ah, oh, well, is this really worth it? What am I really doing in my life? And start questioning things. So I think, you know, that comes in ebb and flow, you know, you get yeah. on real highs and real lows. It's part of the life. Yeah like.
1: yeah but you know I even the, the days where I come home you know let's say if I play downtown on Broadway in Nashville that's that's probably the, the first place I'll uh, I'll find those uh burnout feelings yeah, yeah even the days I come home and I'm and I'm just I'm just like what what am I doing right. I I'm thankful for those cuz you know when you do have the good shows it just it it just takes you to a whole nother level you know you, you forget you forget that that day even happened and um, I don't know. It's just – can't appreciate the sunshine without a little bit of rain. Right. Have
0: you been to Austin? Have you ch- uh, checked out Austin? I have I not. Um I,
1: I've been I've been told for years that, you know, it's uh, way better than Nashville.
0: I don't um, know. So I, I, I'm really excited. I don't know if it can be. Uh, you know, back in the day when South by Southwest was first starting to happen in the early 90s, probably around the time you guys were born, it was <laughs> – it was the place to go. But then, like Nashville, became the place to go. And now you won't find a, a two or three people who are Austin natives there anymore. It's like Nashville. Mm. And I think it, once that starts to happen, there are so many clubs and so many venues there. And Austin's not a big city. It's not like New York or, or, or uh, L.A. with population-wise. Right. So there's so much happening. Comedy now is happening there. I got to imagine half those rooms are completely empty uh, oh. on, a, on a regular basis because there's just not enough people for <laughs> to fill them all. There are so many clubs and just not enough people to go around for all of them. But um, as far as... Is that as what creating...
3: happens in Nashville, too? Or, or are they always... Because my father went to Nashville in April, and he just was amazed. I mean, well, every... Nashville
0: has tourism.
3: Oh.
0: So but Austin of... doesn't. Not as much, no, no. It's not a tourist city. So Nashville and Shane maybe has has a better take on this, but my perspective: those clubs are always filled in Nashville. There's not as many. It's not like every building is a club in Nashville. In in Austin, every building is either a music club or a comedy club. Music club, comedy club, and like
1: there's Uh. no regular stores,
0: and they don't have the tourism. Nashville has people coming from New York, from LA. It's a it's a Tourist destination. They go to hotels there, and then there's a strip where you can go to clubs that are full with tourists and people there to see country music. Am I correct in that? Wow. Shane,
1: am I on? Yeah, that's correct. And and uh, that's that strip you're talking about, Broadway. It's uh, I, I I can't believe it keeps uh, expanding, but it, it does. Every uh, pretty much every business that wasn't already a honky tonk on that strip has been <laughs> shut down and changed into one. Yeah. So on any given night, there's over a hundred stages in this eighth wow. mile strip going on all at once, and if you go there on a, even a even a Wednesday night, they're all popping.
0: Right. Wow. Pretty,
1: I've never seen anything else like it or anywhere in the country.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, I've got to go.
3: I have to go.
1: It's 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 wild. Yeah. But you, you say you
0: have to go. You're not really a big country music fan, are you?
1: I, I, I'm a huge traditional country music. I
0: mean uh, her. She says she had oh. I, like tra-
3: I like traditional, I do. I don't like today's country music, but well, um, I, I kinda a kinda lot of bluegrass.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, you did? You went down there already? Well, oh, well that's sorry. why
0: I started off by saying that what's in Nashville or what comes out of Nashville as far as product right. these days, it sounds either like hip hop or eighties hair metal with country mm-hmm. twang on it. <laughs> okay. Something it's, like that. Yeah, they, they go for those two things. It's either gotta be like sounding like it wants to be rat or warrant or one of those bands like Poison with Country Twang on it, or they wanna be uh, you know, um Nelly or or 90s hip hop with country lyrics on top
3: of it. I just don't like anything synthetic sounding, yeah. you know, and it's not just yeah. today's country, it's also you know, today's modern music. It's oh, very the synthetic. Pop. Pop
0: music is is all cookie-cutter. I can't tell one song or one artist from the other. Individuality and all that stuff. On that note, uh, do you find it hard, Shane, to kind of... uh, And I don't think you do because your music definitely... it reminds me of, of, of pure Americana music more than more so than country music when I listen to it. But differentiating yourself from what everybody else is doing and standing out and having your own unique sound, is that a challenge?
1: Um you know what? Uh, not really. I, cause I, I just I just uh, it it makes it just makes me so excited and uh, um I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm doing I'm I'm doing my mission by just giving people, you know, just who I am, you know, uh, if I'm, if I'm honest, I'm doing my job as a songwriter for for me and the people. And uh, so, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It's not a, I don't, I don't find it a struggle. Well, I do find it a struggle to uh, um, capture people's attention sometimes. Because, you know, it's just it's there's like... so many
0: people doing it. I mean, everybody wants to have the life that you have. You're not everybody, but there's so many people who want.
1: Uh,
0: I do. And, I do, too. <laughs> I said I opened it by saying I'm jealous. I wish I was 28 years old and had the life, uh, the experience that he's already had behind him and right. the uh, opportunity that lies before him. God, I, I am very jealous, jealous of, of the position you find yourself Snap in. Snap out
3: of it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was a virtual yeah, I, slap. Listen, I know I can't. I, you know, I'm not under any illusion that, that I could ever turn the clock back and and live that. I'm just expressing uh, how envious I am, uh, and and in a way admire, you know, and and happy for you that you're you're actually doing uh, what you. And anytime I see anybody living the life that they really want to live and not a slave yeah. to right. the rat race, corporate America, making somebody else rich, doing a job you don't feel connected to or any of that stuff. Right. I admire that. And I am happy yeah. for you. And, and Good for uh, you, man. Success, Thank man. you. I,
1: I really appreciate that. It really means the world to me. Thank
0: you. Yeah, good. Well, uh, now, do you have any gigs for us to promote coming up? <laughs>
1: Well, sure. I'm actually, I'm, I'm in the North right now on a, on a little Northeast run. Uh, I'm playing in New York state on a Thursday. I'm kind of on a little solo acoustic run. I'm just by myself. Um, let's see this Thursday. I'll be in Pottersville, New York, a little place called the outlet twilight. Wow. And, uh, we're going to Burlington, Vermont on Friday, Nashua, New Hampshire on Saturday. Um, what part? Like, what part of New York are you in,
0: Matt? I'm in Long Island, uh, oh. but I know I know the Hudson Valley pretty well, Warwick Warwick area. That, but in Nashua, I, I, New Hampshire, I had lots of friends who were, uh, believe it or not, as small as that place can be, uh, because the National Guild of Hypnotists is is located in Nashua, the the uh, the uh, main office for the National Guild of Hypnotists, <laughs> and, uh, and that's well, why I had. I was certified there.
1: Okay. I'll tell you what, there's actually one show uh, that I would I would love to let you guys know about um, that'll be, uh, you know, still a stretch from Long Island, but, you know, accessible for the Hudson Valley folks. Uh, we're getting the whole Eight Fingers Band back together for the first time in a very long time. And that'll be happening on June 24th at the Coshecton Pump House in Koshekton, New York. Okay. Uh, wow.
0: Where are these gigs listed anyway? Because they're not on your website. June twenty fourth. Um, I, I That's did a a,
1: If you look at my last uh, Facebook post um, with the, um, I think it was the last one. Uh, just uh, the oh the the photo the photo that you used um, for the um, uh, yeah yeah this this uh, this uh, stream. Right. Um, I, in the comments there, I uh, I added the uh, the list of shows for this northeast run.
0: Cool. Um, are you managing yourself? Are you booking yourself? I mean, managing and booking are two different things. But I mean, are you are you doing all that work? And I got I I would if you if the answer is yes, I have to assume that that's probably uh, the 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 most uh, part that feels like work uh, of your entire life is dealing with (laughs) the the booking Uh, and administration of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's all me. I, uh, I, I'll, I'll get in a coffee shop and sit there for four hours and and send about a thousand emails. And then, and then, you know, that's, that's the start of it. And then anybody who does, who does get back, you know, then starts the whole period of negotiation and trying to coordinate things so that they line up on the schedule. And it takes a, yeah, it's time consuming. It can be very tedious. Um, I don't think it's quite as difficult as. Actually, you know, driving the twelve hundred miles that sometimes it takes, or, or, wow. or, but yeah, it's very, it's very time consuming and very tedious.
0: Right. Well, I, I, I get it, man. I did it for many years, and I hated that part of the life. That is the one part that was just like I'm not I'm by nature not a business person anyway i don't i mean i do it of course we all have to be business people on some level but uh it's a part i dreaded and i Mm -hmm. i I still i'm really really bad at it really bad at it still at this point in my life uh but if there's anything i can do to help you promote anything please uh don't, don't be shy about letting me know whether it's gigs like that that are coming up that i can let people know about it doesn't just have to be northeast our audience is all over America, and we have quite, quite a few that are not in America. So when you go over, uh, eventually, when you tour in the UK, and they love that kind of music in the UK. <laughs> sure, I can't wait to get you not like You'll have uh, at least some kind of platform to promote stuff. Um, and I just want to let people know, even though the website is what's just scrolling across the bottom, Shane's at uh, com. Uh the I have his Facebook page linked in the description as well. So make it nice and easy for people to go to the Facebook page and find out those dates that are coming up. Shana I appreciate you being here. Before I let you go, I have to let her out go. I with the same kind of music that I let her in on. It's it's just just bad habit to get into, Mm -hmm. but now here it is. Say goodbye, Kiera. Goodbye. It was a pleasure. By the way, how how was the poop? How was the poop? poop? Yes.
3: Uh it was a little messy.
0: I thought so. I had Uh,
3: uh I had like uh meat sauce with mushrooms last <laughs> night really late really late in the evening too.
0: Like we didn't have 11 to go we didn't have to get that graphic about it. I was just just curious on following up where we left off when you left. Now we know. I
3: wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't because I got really like worked up, you know, and excited and it wasn't an exciting one. And it's it the like, coffee
0: bean the coffee beans in the background that are doing the that
3: coffee bean. beans trigger. Yes, they do. It just reminds me of going in the bathroom. So,
0: so from tomorrow from now on we're gonna have this background okay no but be...
3: i like the coffee beans because it's like relaxing homey feeling relaxing but it also...
0: anxious poopy feeling <laughs>
3: <laughs> all A right get bit. out
0: get out of the oh. room we'll say goodbye
3: goodbye Bye. Bye. have fun at your game
0: good finally got rid of her man i don't know why you even keep her on the show uh, i'm kidding of course uh we love kiara and that's called the happy minute oh, shane it's been a pleasure to, to actually get to meet you again i have been following you for uh, a couple of years now i will continue to follow you and support what you do i again i uh, greatest admiration for the life you're living and wish you great success and and, uh, and thanks for coming and again Anything I can do to to help support you, whether you know it's a gig or something, or a, you know you need uh, recommendations or contacts that or you know, that I might have that that I can share with you, do not be uh, shy about reaching out and saying, "Do you know anybody? Can you help with this or any of that stuff?" So I'd love to see you uh, just continue on the path that you're you're on and and reach uh, fulfill all your dreams. So.
1: Well, Thanks. thank you, Matt. That that means the world to me. Thank you so much for taking the time, and and I love what you're doing here too. So I I would love to help you any way I can as well.
0: Cool. Well, don't be a stranger. Come back sometime, and uh, and uh, you'll hear from me in, in the future. Thanks for coming
1: Bye. For awesome. Now. Thanks, man. Have a great day. You too. Bye.
0: Shane a great young man, and let's let's all get behind him and support what he does, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the path. Continues on an upward trend for the next uh, 100 years or so for him. Uh, Anyway, uh, good stuff there. And a a very talented young man, very, uh, you know, humble in a way. Uh, I guess humble is the, the right way I'm looking for it, Uh, but a delight. A delight to meet him and actually talk to him. And uh, I hope you feel the same way. I hope you'll get behind him and support him. Again, the links are in the description for everybody. com and his Facebook page, which is just too much for me to enunciate, but there's the links are there. Let me just take this one out before I say goodbye. Tonight, I don't have a show. Uh, I'm taking the night off from MindDogTV.com, especially after last night's hair debacle. <laughs> uh... I will have a show tomorrow, but I'll be back here tomorrow. I forgot to mention uh, to Kiera that her, her friend, Guile, who, uh, who she, uh, a comedian out of the uh, uh, Bay area comics, San Francisco Bay area, uh, Guile Mosher will be back with us tomorrow. So, uh, a very funny, very funny young man with a great attitude. Young man, I think he's 24, 25, but, uh, has, a, a absolute, uh, absolute, point of view and, uh, a, you know, some really, uh, comic insights. And so he'll be with us tomorrow for coffee with the dog. So that's the show for today. Thanks for coming. Uh, have a great rest of your day and, um, don't forget to always, uh, start the day by turning on your radio.